we are on in Megillah, and Daf, in, in, I'm sorry, in the first parak, the seventh Mishnah. And this is what it says. Let me explain what this means. It's a little bit complicated. There are two things. There's a Zav and there's a Zava. This Mishnah does not discuss Zava, although Zava may be more familiar to us. Zava refers to a woman who has seen um, blood coming from her genitals, um, and she's Anita. But the truth of the matter is if she sees for a longer period of time, more than seven days, she's called a Zava. A Zava has a lot of implications, which are largely unimportant today because all women are considered to be a Zava today, in our, in our time. So it's not, um, everyone's a Zav, every woman. But a Zav is something which is only applicable in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Uh, a Zav is a, uh, a man who has an emission from his genitals. It's not a seminal emission. It's a different type of emission. And the Gemara explains, the emission explains, and Zavim, there's almost Echna dedicated to this, the difference in look between regular semen and this. Um, and this is of, and if you see it two times, then you are considered to be this machlokas beishamim beishilol. But this mission is going with beishilol. That if you see it twice, not days, a zava, you need to see. She has to see blood on the eighth day after the onset of a period, the ninth day, and the tenth day. Here, it's nothing to do with days. It only has to do with with uh, with um, with the amount of times that he sees. If he sees twice. And there's got to be a separation between both times. Then he is called a zav. But if he sees three times, then he is a um, then he's he's a bigger zav, and he brings a carbon. So the difference between a zav that sees twice and a zav that sees three times is a carbon. That's it. The zav that sees two times is tame. He's not allowed to walk into the base of mikdash. It has to be a tahor process. But if he sees uh, and he can make other things to me also, but he does not bring a carbon. But uh, if a Zav sees three times, then he needs to bring a carbon. He has to wait seven days to make sure that he doesn't see anything more. And at the, at the onset, of, at, the, at the end of that, he goes to the mikvah and he brings a carbon. Now, let's move onwards. Ein bein metzorah muskar muchlat elapriya uprima. Metzorah muchlat Muskar muchlat is like this. Um, the process works. That uh, everybody knows what a matzor is. Everybody knows what a matzor is. No. Okay, a matzor is a leper. Now let me explain how this is. Um, a person gets leprosy. Um, there's a natural way of getting leprosy, which is leprosy that that. Uh, Leprosy is a disease, it's an infection, it's a bacteria, and it could be treated with antibiotics. But there is a supernatural leprosy, which is the same kind of a leprosy, but uh, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's characterized by certain traits that the Mishnah in, in the Goyim uh, discusses. When a person gets that type of leprosy, he's not allowed to treat it with, with, uh, with, with antibiotics. A person has to go outside of the machina, meaning he has to leave any walled city. And Eretz can't live, reside within a walled city. And he uh, is tummy until this 
the spiritual illness goes away. Now, a Mitzorah Muskar is a Mitzorah that we're not 100% sure if he's a Mitzorah. Uh, he, he shows his, um, his leprosy to a Kohen, and the Kohen is not certain, um, and we wait. If it spreads, then it is a sign. If it, um, if, if there are different signs, but the, the most common one is spreading. If it spreads, then there, that's a sign that it is a leprosy that is a spiritual leprosy, and he has to remain outside of any walled city and outside of Machanesh Shechina. I mean, he can't go into the area where the base of Migdash is <coughs> at all for until this. Um, this this issue goes away. Mitzorah comes about because of several um, averos that a person could do. The most prominent avera that causes Mitzorah is a sin of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara it, uh, brings on Mitzorah. If a person also accuses somebody else falsely or he's not honest with uh, his speech, could also bring Lashon Hara, a little bring Mitzorah. But the most common Type of Mitzorah is, uh, is 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 Lashon Hara. There are a few very famous cases of Mitzorah in the in the in in the Navi or in the Chumash. Miriam, I guess, was the most famous type of Mitzorah. Miriam said Lashon Hara on Moshe to Aaron, and because of that, she was stricken with with, with being with with Saras. So she was a great Sadekis one of the greatest ever, but still she made an error and she was punished, which shows us how careful we have to be with speech. Uh, you know, it, it's um, just as a, just a complete aside, this is probably more pertinent to Tzachi and Philippe. Um, it, it's worthwhile when you bring up your children to really be careful about what they read. And I don't mean just because of, of, of uh, not sneeze like sexual content or violent content. Today's political discourse is all about disparaging the other side. There's, in every newspaper, there are gossip columns. There's, there's no reason why people should grow up, our children should grow up, learning that gossip is, is acceptable. It isn't acceptable. There's no reason why people, when they get into a, a, a political argument, uh, uh, our kids need to think that, yeah, it's okay. You could just make fun of the other side and, and, and just... Uh, uh, just disparage that side without uh, without any consequences. It's not it's not a Jewish way of, of of looking at things. So it's just every little seed that's planted in a child grows. So it's worthwhile to be careful not to just don't careful with newspapers. We don't get the local newspaper in the house. One time I remember I was uh, my wife and I were in, in in we're going to a certain fair. I like the JCC made this fair in Kennesaw State University, and they were offering the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for free. And a guy said to me, uh, would you like a, a, a newspaper? I said, no. He said, we're giving out today a subscription, one year subscription for free. I said, no. He said, it's free. I said, no. <laughs> we don't get it. We don't get the newspaper. We get the Jewish newspapers in our house, the Hamodia, the Ated, but we don't get the non-Jewish newspapers because those I know are kosher. I don't need my kids reading this kind of stuff. So I'm just that's just... Just uh, like, my, you know, my little getting it off my chest for the day. Okay. Um, now, we only have one child at home, but still, we don't get those newspapers and we don't 
we don't even bring to her attention the political discourse of there. We just don't even do it. Um, okay. Kids will grow up more stable and healthier. You'll see. Anyway, but that's a Matsura Muskar is when you're not sure. So the Kohen puts the, um, advises the person to go, even advises, he has to, go outside of the encampment and disassociate from people for seven days. He checks them after seven days and he sees again what the story is. If um, the it's still ambiguous, then he becomes Tahar. He goes back into the encampment. But if it starts to spread and shows signs of being real Mitzorah, then he is, uh, then he's a Mitzorah. And he has to have Priya Uprima. That refers to the um, uh, cutting uh, the cutting of hair, and he has to also cover his mouth. Al Safam Yate. He has to uh, lift up. He has to act like he's an avel, like he's like he's in mourning. That's really what this is. Now, when a person becomes tar from being a mitzara, ain't being tar mitoch hesker, l'tar mitoch hechlet. When a person becomes tar after two weeks, the Kohen says these signs are ambiguous. You're not a Matsura, so now you're a Tahar, okay? Or if he's really a Matsura, and then after a while, he calls over the coin, and the coin says, yeah, these, this sign is gone. There's no more leprosy on you. Now you become Tahar, but you're not fully Tahar yet. Ela Taglachas Vitsiparim. A person who is Tahar, if we were never certain that he was a Matsura, just is, just is Tahar. There's nothing else to it. He becomes Tahar, and uh, there's no issue. But by Tiglachas, uh, but by if a person was definitely ruled to be a Mitzorah, then there's a whole process. He has to go to the Beis HaMikdash and he has to cut off all of his hair. All the hair in his body he cuts off. And the, the, um, they have to bring um, to Tziporim and there's a whole process, a whole ceremony of how to offer the Tziporim. It's shechted. And it's 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 put onto pure water, and then there's uh, a piece of moss together with cedar dipped into it, and you dip the other bird, the live bird, into it, and you send it away. And it's it's a it's a whole process of how this is done, and that it's all very very symbolic. We're not going to get into the symbolism of it now, but then he becomes tar after all that has been has been done. Um, just one of the one of the um, points of this is when a Mitzorah comes to the base of Migdash, bringing these birds and having this whole thing done to him, he only has to stand in a certain place. He puts his thumb into the base of Migdash, can't walk into the base of Migdash directly, but everybody sees. You see, when a person says Lashon Hara, generally says gossip, you don't say gossip in front of the person that you are gossiping about because they'll punch you in the nose. <laughs> Usually, a person says gossip, he gossips in front of somebody, not in front of somebody. He says, you know, you hear about what somebody else did, so-and-so. So, um, it's all quiet. It's, but Hashem hears. Hashem listens. So, you try and do an Avera quietly. Hashem says to you, listen, buddy, this Avera is going to be publicized. That's one of the the uh, the uh, the lessons to be learned over here. How many times do we see that people um, do things in private and it turns out to be a major scandal hits the headlines of the local newspaper. Okay, you do an Avera in private and it turns out to be very, very public. People have ruined their lives because of the Avera of an impulse. I'm not saying that any of us, I'm certainly not immune to such a thing, but, you know, when you get to think, 
you, uh, you, the Torah is all about thinking. Stop, stop, step back, and consider. That's what the Torah is about. Okay, let's take a look at the next um, Mishnah. Mishnah Ches. Ein ben svarim litfilin umezuzas. Svarim refers to the different books that were written from the Torah. And, and there's a distinction between uh, svarim and tefillin and mezuzas. Okay? The, um, the, the svarim referred to the scrolls that we read the Torah and the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim from. Svarim are, um, te- you see, we only know the scroll of the Torah itself because we go to shul, we listen to laning, so we see that the Torah has a scroll to it. We also know the Megillus Esther, which is Ksuvim, that the, the Torah is divided into three parts. There's Torah, there's Nevi'im, and there's Ksuvim. The Torah was given to Moshe at Sinai. Nevi'im were given to different prophets like Shmuel, uh, throughout the course of the years, and they were told, according to the way the Malbim writes in his introduction to uh, Sefer Yirmi, I believe, he says that the difference between Nevi'im and Ksuvim is that Nevi'im were told to the prophet, and the prophet wrote it down, but each word was written down, was told to him by Hashem what to write, whereas by Ksuvim, um, Hashem told him what to say and the author, whoever it was, wrote it in his or her own language. So that was Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. Um, that, so we, we only have, we only really generally read Torah, and we read Megillus Esther. But the fact is that um, Nevi'im, we have the Haftarah on Shabbos, should really be read out of a scroll. A scroll is called a cloth, because that's the part, part cloth means parchment. should really be read out of a cloth, but it's difficult to read. And most people don't know it by heart. So we take a leniency and we read it out of a, out of a chumash. But uh, in, in many shuls, when I, I grew up, there was a shul in my neighborhood called the, the Mirror Minion, where they used to have a cloth for all the Nevi'im, all the Aftarah they read with a, uh, with a scroll. And the other Megillos, like Rus and Eicha, also should be read out of a cloth if you could. But anyway, when you write them down, on a cloth, they have holiness to them. So here's what the Torah says. Here's what the Mishnah says. There's no difference between Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. Litfilin and mezuzah, as opposed to Tfilin and mezuzah. Elishasvarim nechtavim bechol lashon. Svarim could be written in any single language. You could write the Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim in any language. You could write it in in Greek, well, Greek we're going to talk about in a minute. You can write it in, in whatever language you want. But, are only allowed to be to be written Ashuras. Ashuras refers to uh, Hebrew with the fancy type of writing that you see in a Sefer Torah, with those tagim, those crowns on top of the letter. It's different than our block letters. It's block letters plus. That's Ksav Ashuras. Now, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel disagrees and says, Av Svarim, also Svarim, even Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, Lohatiru Sheyichtavu Eliyavanis. They didn't permit it to be written in any language. The only language Chazal permitted it to be written was in 
in Greek. That's the only only uh, language, because Greek is a very pretty language, and it really it says in the Torah, uh, he, he learns out from the pasuk, Yefes, the son of of Noah. Noah had three sons, Shem, Cham, and Yefes. So Cham abused his father, and he was cursed as a result. Shame and Yefes honored their father, and they were blessed as a result. And it says, Yaf Telukim Liefes, Hashem will give beauty to Yefes, Yishkon Ba'ale Shame, and he will reside in the tents of shame. Shame was the forerunner of, of, of Ramavinu, um, and he, uh, and, and, and it says when it's, and, and it's a reference to Klal Yisrael. So, it says that he resides in the tents of shame, meaning that the language of Greek, the Grecian language, is permitted to be written, the Torah can be written in such a language and read in a shul, as long as people understand it. Allah is like a Shimon and Ben Gamliel, that you're allowed to write a Sefer Torah in Greek. However, a Sefer Torah that's written, that, that's only in the ancient Greek. Today, Greek has been corrupted. Like all languages have been corrupted over time. They use slang and it's not a pure language anymore. So uh, we, today we don't pask in this way. Practically speaking, we only write Svarim in, uh, in Hebrew, nothing else. No Svarim no other language except for Hebrew. Okay? All right. Let's see a little further. Next Mishnah. Um, Ain, by the way, uh, I get this question all the time, and it's worthwhile just in case somebody asks you. You sometimes have people, often you have people, who don't know how to daven. And they come to shul, and they're lost, because davening is in Hebrew. So those people should be encouraged to daven in English, or whatever language they speak. It's a good thing to, it's okay for them to daven in English. What I like to do is tell people, get something like a an art scroll transliterated sitter. There must be different languages, they must produce them in different languages, and learn line by line until you get a paragraph. When you get that paragraph done, then you'll be able to say that paragraph in Hebrew. And slowly build yourself up. Learn for Shema, how to say Shema in Hebrew. When you finish with that, go on to Shemona Esrei, and then slowly, slowly build yourself up until you figure out what the meaning of the words are in Hebrew. But there's nothing wrong with a person who can't daven to daven in, in English. Okay, but Moshe Feinstein writes this in a response also. Uh, if you can't daven in Hebrew, daven in English. Yeah. Let's see another Mishnah. Okay, the Kohen Gadol was the was appointed, and the Kohen Gadol was made to be the Kohen Gadol by something called Meshicha. They would take a jug of anointing oil which was hidden after, uh, before the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. And they would, uh, uh, another Kohen would dip his finger into it and anoint him on his forehead, similar to the Greek letter uh, gam, gamma. So that would be, this is the way he would be anointed. But today we do not have the anointing oil or in the time of the second base of Mikdash, anointing oil didn't exist. So the Kohen Gadda was dedicated to his job by Maruba Begadim, by serving for seven days or at least one day in the Beis Hamikdash with 
the extra clothing that a Kohen Gadol serves within the Beis HaMikdash. So the Kohen Gadol is dedicated either by having anointing oil on him or by having ex- the, just serving in the extra clothing for, should be for a seven-day period if he could. So the only difference is, is ain't been called Meshuach, Meshem, and there's no difference between a Kohen who is anointed with the special anointing oil, Meshem and Mishcha, that's the anointing oil, Lemeruba Begadim, where Kohen was dedicated to his, his task by being a Meruba Begadim, by having the many clothes put on him, Ella Par Haba'akola Mitzvahs, only a par that is a ba'akola mitzvah, meaning um, if a kohen were to paskin a shayla, that if a person would transgress this, it, he would be punishable with kare, spiritual cutting off from the Jewish people. And he'd make a mistake. So the kohen, people make mistakes. The kohen has to bring a korban. So if the kohen is a, uh, is, is, has been anointed with the anointing oil, then he has to uh, bring this carbon. If he wasn't, then he doesn't bring this carbon, which is not necessarily a good thing because bringing a carbon is a, a, a type of atonement, and he doesn't have that atonement. Now let's take a look at um, one, one other part of the Mishnah, second part of the Mishnah. Ein bain kohen mishamish lekohen she'ovar, a kohen that is mishamish, a Kohen Shavar, meaning, there's, let's say you have a Kohen who became Tameh, Kohen Gadol became Tameh. So he's now allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash. He has the Skan Kohen, the second in command, um, now becomes the Kohen. Now when the first Kohen uh, is not Tameh anymore, he's not ritually impure, and he comes back to his post, the other Kohen goes, is, is not the Kohen Gadol any longer. Uh, but really he is, in a sense, the Kohen Gadol. There's a discussion in the Gemara and Yuma in the second chapter concerning with Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, what happens to him, but he has a status, but he doesn't serve as the primary Kohen Gadol any longer. So that's what it means. Ain't been Kohen and Meshamish. Um, the Kohen that's serving now is the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen and Sha'avar, the Kohen that had served previously, Ella Par, he was a substitute, Ella Par Yom Kippurim. The par, the animal that's brought on Yom Kippur as a sacrifice, the Asira Saifa. Asira Saifa was the the Kohen Gadol used to have to bring a, a mincha, a certain mincha every single day to um, um, part in the morning and part in the afternoon. And the Kohen would, the Kohen that's the practicing Kohen, would bring that uh, mincha. That, that, that flower offering, but the Kohen that was the Kohen and is no longer the Kohen Gadol, he's not serving currently as the Kohen Gadol, he does not bring that flower offering, nor does he bring the special atoning cow that's brought on Yom Kippur. It's called the Minchas Chavitim. That's the technical term for the Kohen Gadol who brings his uh, offering every single day. The Kohen, by the way, that had that had served in the absence of the Kohen Gadol, when that Kohen Gadol, if he dies, he passes away, then this Kohen Gadol, who had served previously, automatically fills his role. He's the automatically the new appointee as the Kohen Gadol. You don't need any other process to appoint him. He becomes the Kohen Gadol. Of course, he has to be anointed, or he puts on the new clothing, but uh, that's, that's the, um, that he, he automatically has that position. Okay, so we'll stop here. And Mitzvah Shem, we will continue next week unless anybody has any questions. Okay, Taki, hold on a minute.
Okay.